Welcome to episode 32. And in this podcast, I want to try, if I can, help you understand the difference between a trauma bond and childhood trauma. I've got absolutely no notes. Normally I have a few things written down, but I've got absolutely no notes. And what I'm hoping to articulate the difference one between childhood trauma and trauma bonding, because there there is a difference. Also, understanding and understanding the trauma that happened to the, the abusive person and the role of the enabler within a family unit, and it might be a few, that try to persuade you that you should have a relationship with someone because they hold a role. So this could be a mother, a father, a grandparent. Understanding and understanding the trauma that they have probably gone through themselves that put them in that position to behave in the way that they did and understanding and understanding some of the conversations that you might have with yourself over whether you still want them in your life and the boundaries that you can set so that they don't continue to abuse you. Welcome to the Mind Fuckery podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth, author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of Emotional Abuse. I'm here to remind you that love should be unconditional. Divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care to yourself. Each week, I will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and I will help you understand and process what's happening. I will help you find the best habits as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level, becoming the best version of yourself. So this podcast has been sort of playing on my mind in various different forms for a month or so. And then over the weekend, I um, I saw a couple of really good YouTube videos. One was a podcast with Gabor Mate, and he's got a new book out. I think it's new, called The Myth of Normal. So I've been following Gabe for, I don't know, about four years. He talks the same language. He was talking about the same things that I've been talking about. I don't know, when I started talking about childhood wounds and, you know, us being sponges from the, up until the age of seven or eight years old. I was around about 2010, so we're talking 12 years, but I came across him about four years ago, something like that. And he talks about childhood trauma with regard to addictions, where I talk about this and abusive relationships. And one of the first things about the title of the book was The Myth of Normal. And again, I've been asking this question, I don't know how long, I think I must have been a child, you know, what is normal? So what's normal to me isn't normal to you. And what's normal to you isn't normal to your next door neighbour and so on. I haven't read it. I have ordered it, but I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to go deep and hopefully open the lid on a lot of things. To me, trauma is the basis of a lot of what we experience. And over the last, I don't know, three months, it's longer than that, but they've certainly coming up a lot over the last three months. I had this conversation with somebody the other day. People are leading with their wounds. And when I say leading with their wounds, it's the wounding that they experienced in childhood. It's I've talked a lot about, a lot about Chiron and the planets and how they are having an effect on us at the moment. And Chiron moved in in 2018 
and started opening up these wounds and he represents the childhood wound so but that's something completely different and if you are interested in that and and healing any of those wounds I have done a meditation that's on YouTube I think it was the beginning of October because there was going to be a big shift in uh, around the 10th of October so if that is something that you are interested in over on YouTube, I have got a meditation on Chiron and clearing some of those wounds. So childhood trauma, as you probably guessed, is something that happens to you in childhood. It's a wounding. And I came across Mario Martinez. I think his book's The Mind Body Code. I can't remember now. It's something like that. And he talks about three core wounds that we have, which are abandonment, shame and betrayal. And the emotional abuser will have experienced these woundings as well. It might be that they have one. It might be that they have three or just two. The same as yourself. You might have one or have experienced all three. So an emotionally abusive parent will have experienced their own trauma in childhood And these are the wounds that they work from. These are the wounds that they present to the world. And they create trauma in their children's childhood. And this is why with the ancestral stuff, it's so important to sort of break in and say, right, that's it. It stops with me. I'm not not continuing this. I'm breaking free from these chains. I'm, you know, going to heal the damage that's been caused to me. And the emotionally abusive person might well their biggest fear is abandonment that's their biggest fear and they carry a lot of shame and they will have been betrayed by somebody in their life significantly like a parent or a caregiver so this just continues it's like a cycle of abuse within a family unit and because we are sponges up until the ages of seven or eight, we pick up some of these behaviours and we think that that's normal. Uh, It's normal to triangulate or it's normal to belittle people. And this is where the normal comes from. If you've brought up in a household that shouts at each other and that's the only way they get heard, they go into their adult life and relationship shouting because that's the only way that they think people get heard. How do they know any different? They're brought up in, a, in an environment that says this is how we behave. So there's a trauma that happens in childhood, usually via a caregiver, parent, and they have very possibly been traumatised themselves and have experienced childhood trauma. They very possibly have abandoned themselves and they are experiencing a lot of shame over what happened whether it was the way they were treated, whether there was a physical or other type of abuse that happened. So if you're born into this environment, as a young baby, you try to bond with a person that isn't able to bond with you. And that might be one of your first traumatic experiences because you're attempting to bond with in a way that you aren't able to. And it might be why you never felt a connection to this person whether it's your mother your father or another person and you might continue to experience wounding throughout your childhood maybe you're not good enough maybe you're told that constantly 
maybe you're treated differently to another sibling or another family member. And these are messages that are passed to you in a subconscious way. And you might be asking yourself, what's wrong with me? What do I have to do to get that attention? So these are invisible wounds though. Like I was talking about this on my YouTube video on Saturday that went out. Whether Have you ever hurt yourself? And have you ever maybe broken a bone or torn a lib- ligament or maybe fractured? a body part and you've gone for an x-ray and you found that it you know that it's been broken and your body heals in its own way so it might be supported by a bandage or it might get they might put you in a plaster cast or or put one of those they put boots on now don't they so you can take them on and off but the body is able to heal itself you know you might have fractured your arm or something and they might put it in a sling and you know put a a cast on it or your wrist or your thumb you know the all these parts are able to heal what I'm talking about are the invisible wounding that happens and it's very real it really is as painful as what you experience if you you know kicked a table more so actually you know if you broke a bone in your body it's more painful and these wounds this these words the way that you're treated the way that you're made to feel lodges in your body somewhere and it's held there and it might be statements that you make yourself around a situation and I've talked about this a lot and talking to the voices And some of the big healing happens when you listen to those voices in your head, the ones that tell you you shouldn't be doing something or you're not good enough. And listening to the way that the sentences are constructed, and it doesn't matter whether it's a childhood wound or whether it's a wound that comes later, you will be able to work out where it originates from and who said it to you. Those moments that you can take a big pin to that bubble and pop it because you start to realize that this isn't my how I feel about myself this is what I was told about myself and it's my personal belief that the reason people stay in these relationships and hang on is because they've been taught this in childhood they're hanging on waiting for the attention or waiting to be loved or waiting to be acknowledged in a family unit and that carries on and that's taken then into a romantic relationship or a friendship relationship or a work relationship might be that job that you just can't leave because you're just waiting to be acknowledged, to be promoted when you've watched everybody else who is far less capable than you, but they step over you and they somehow get that acknowledgement. And it's my, and this is my belief that you stay in these relationships longer than you should do because that training happened in your childhood that at some point you will get that attention, that prom- it's promised that you will get that attention or you're hanging on for that parent or caregiver to change their minds, to shower you with the love and attention that you see other people in the tribe get. So we create bonds in childhood and they are really for survival. It's usually with our caregiver. And this is the foundation of attachment. So when our safety is threatened in some way, it's our tribe, our caregivers that we turn to for protection. The trauma bond is one of the reasons it's so hard to leave or recover from an emotionally abusive relationship is the damage puts you in a state of confusion. 
usually you have no idea that the abuse is taking place and the term trauma bonding was developed by Patrick Carnes so he described it as the misuse of fear excitement sexual feelings and sexual physiology to entangle another person bonding happens in all relationships but it's this type of bonding that's it's one-sided and this is why it's so easy for the abuser to walk away because they weren't bonded whereas you are so when our safety is threatened it's the abuser that we turn to for protection so they will they're the ones that are criticizing the relationships we have with other people and what they're trying to do is convince you that you shouldn't trust anybody else but them so these bonds or bonding is a process that makes us feel more important to another person and as said they're created for survival so you it's the abuser that you're now turning to for protection bonding is a very strong connection and it does strengthen over time it's all about trust but for the emotional abuser it's about power and control and it causes so much damage Long-term contact with an emotional abuser or a toxic person causes damage to the brain. And I'm just saying that I was watching these or listening to these podcasts over the weekend. And this is what uh, Gabor Mate was talking about. The trauma that happens to the brain and the hippocampus in childhood. And one of my favourite quotes that I heard from him a few years ago, it was or is... Trauma isn't what happens to you, it's what happens inside you. So with childhood trauma, you're born into a relationship with someone who might be trapped by their wounds, where the trauma bond is created and manufactured by someone who, again, has wounding. And it's a protection for them in passing over to you and pretending that it's you that's got the issue because otherwise they have to face up to the fact actually it's them that isn't whole and this is part of the process of the relationship is they spot you they spot your wounding they spot all the things that they are missing in their life that they're empty and like a child in a sweet shop they go in and they just fill up their buckets, fill up their boots, fill up their bags, take everything that's available, all the good qualities of yours. And I say like a child because they are, they're children in adults' clothing. They were traumatised and they are stunted and they behave like children. You can see it when they are in a stressful situation, they revert back to that child. So going back to the podcasts and the videos that I was watching, about the new book, The Myth of Normal. I was listening and feeling, oh my gosh, how I should maybe more f- be more forgiving. And I've always been a forgiving person, always. I've always seen the wounding of other people and excused that behaviour. And I had to go back over that whole thought process because how can you break away from someone who is clearly in pain? And this is what Gabor Mate was talking about the wounding of the child, I then had to remind myself that it was okay in certain situations. And this was leads me on to this other podcast that I want to do on grief. The situation is 
that if somebody knows that they're abusive and they continue to do that, then they have no intention. And this is the difference between somebody who wants to do something about their demons, wants to do something about their wounds and something somebody that doesn't. Somebody who continues to abuse people. It's okay to break away from. And then I went back to certain situations and I thought, if you have got a family member and the enablers around you, they might be aunts and uncles, they might be your parents, they might be your siblings who are encouraging you to have a relationship with someone who has continued to abuse you throughout your your life. Would they feel the same way if that was a romantic relationship? Would they encourage you to pick up the phone every day and speak to your ex who they know you were in an abusive relationship with would they encourage you to still be in contact with them maybe meet them once a week for lunch or go out for dinner once a month probably not and this is where the difference is isn't it between family and those family ties that bloodline blood is thicker than water I remember talking a lot in some of my earlier videos on YouTube about the sleazy uncle that stood in the corner at weddings and how made you feel uncomfortable or got drunk or whatever it was and and how we when they die they become a saint and how we're told that we shouldn't talk ill of the dead so it's about looking at relationships and the people in your life and setting really strong boundaries, maybe grey rocking, maybe going no contact with certain people. And the reason I think I wanted to do the podcast on the difference between childhood trauma and trauma bonding and these relationships that we are in or have found ourselves in or are healing from is looking at the role that they now play. Because childhood trauma, everyone has been traumatised. Everyone has experienced their own childhood wounds this simply comes down to whether somebody wants to take the responsibility or not and whether you want to allow that person in your life to continue to abuse you or what boundaries you put in place, whether it is no contact or whether it is going great rock. But it really highlighted for me listening to this. It made me feel uncomfortable as some of the decisions that I made. And then, as I said, I had to step back and think, would the people encouraging me to have relationships with certain people be in the same position? I think I actually mentioned this last week. Would they still feel the same about one of my ex-partners? Would they still be encouraging me to pick up the phone to him? check in how he is, make sure he's okay. And what I also had to remind myself about was one, I hadn't actually read the book, but two was that Gabor Mate talks and has been talking about addictions. So not just chemical addictions, that might be addiction to work or sex and the wounding that creates those addictions. So we're sort of looking at the same subject with slightly different focus. So he's looking at it as the trauma that creates the addiction. And for me, this is in a, a similar way as the trauma, but I talk about relationships and is it okay? Because I think where it made me feel uncomfortable was that I'd made certain decisions um, about moving people out of my life. And then I felt a guilt maybe a shame, I'm not sure. Maybe I felt I portrayed them on making those decisions. And I had to then step back and remind myself the reason I did it 
and that I knew by their behaviour that they had no intention of changing. And now because I had no notes, I'm not actually sure where this podcast has gone. So I hope it does make sense. So with childhood trauma, you were born into an environment and the people around you through their own wounding gave you those wounds. They wounded you with a trauma bonding. You were in a relationship and you bonded with a person. They manufactured situations. They manufactured your emotions for you to bond with them. And then because of their own fears and their own trauma, because they will have experienced their own trauma, once they've got everything they need from you, they spot somebody else who can provide something better and move on, leaving you in pieces. That's why it's so hard to get over these trauma bonds, because it was one-sided. And then the decisions, because the abuser that you were in a relationship with has more than likely walked away or perhaps you've moved them out of your life. It's not so easy when it's a family member or somebody that you're forced to have a relationship with, maybe at work or a friendship. This is all about muscle building. I've said a few times in various different things, you know, nobody would expect you to run a marathon without training for it. They wouldn't hand you a pair of trainers and say, go and run the London Marathon. You train for it over weeks and months, maybe even a year. And these relationships take as much dedication. Your relationship with yourself, being the queen of your life or the king of your life, understanding your role and picking up the pieces. I use the reference, picking up the pieces in my book, Finding Lily. But Glennon Doyle, who I also used in that book as well, her quote was... I was broken in so many pieces when I picked my when I picked them all up and put them back together I was a completely different person and this is what happens from these relationships it's easy to plaster over the wounds to pretend that you're okay or you can go in deep and do that healing and it's such an amazing experience it isn't as painful as you think it is at readdressing some of the situations but it is so powerful and it is life-changing I hope this podcast made sense in the end. You know, the difference between the wounds, the wounding that we get, where it comes from, why we stay so long in these relationships and making those decisions as to how you manage your relationships moving forward for those people that continue to be in your life and that have the ability to abuse you but not take responsibility for that. I'm sending you loads and loads of love until next time.